Welcome to the For Fox Sake podcast. By the fans, for the fans. With all the news, views and discussion from two lifelong Leicester City supporters. It's your show, so get in contact. Make yourselves heard. What's your opinion? The only Leicester City podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. This is for Fox's sake. Hello and welcome to For Fox's Sake, episode 51. Did we, we, do, did we do anything for 50? Nah, I don't think so. I think it was just bog standard, wasn't it? It was. I mean, I had a great time. And did you? Yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and we've actually been invited back on for a, for a future episode. So oh, no. <laughs> maybe we won't do it for a milestone. Maybe in the next time we get a Saturday afternoon free, both of us, which is very rare, by the way. Yes. We'll uh, we'll try and squeeze another live one in. And and, and thanks to um, to Rich and yeah, and everyone, everyone Harbour FM and yep. everyone that got in contact with Rich and with us. Really good. Enjoyed it. Yeah, hope everyone enjoyed it. Hope everyone listened live. If you didn't, it's obviously in podcast form as per usual. Uh, and yeah, we'll see what we can do next time. And again, any ideas, then just let us know at the usual addresses and all that sort of thing. But anyway, um, football. Yeah, since the 50th episode, where have you been? What have you been doing? I'd, I heard a rumour that you might have gone to Copenhagen for something. I went to Copenhagen and it just so happened that Leicester were playing a football match there in the Champions League. I didn't know. Really? No, I didn't know. I, I, I just, just booked pre- a short break. Yeah, just over a, a day before the game and then the day of the game and then come back the next day. That's impeccable it timing. just so happened, you know, and um, it was great. I saw people out there I knew. Um, no, obviously I went out there for the Champions League and it was brilliant. I mean, the game was appalling, really. It was boring. But um, no, we went out there. There was thousands of Leicester fans all enjoying themselves. Major, major, uh, massive flags, huge flags that have been made up, especially for the occasion, and just people who you could tell were just out there for a great time. Many of them with tickets, many of them without. We managed to buy tickets uh, on the day of the game in the home end, which was. How's your Danish? How uh, did you get away with that? Well, I just walked up. To, well, I didn't walk up. I got a Uber up to the ground and um, walked in and said, "Have you got any tickets?" And they went, "Yes." Don't be an idiot and uh, and like wear your Leicester shirt or whatever, and you'll be fine. And in the end, me and a couple of mates sat with about a thousand Leicester fans, basically in the away end, in the home end, next to the away end. Amazing, um, yeah. And and it was it was it was brilliant. A great atmosphere, a huge uh, tifo behind the goal by Copenhagen, who are quite well known for that. And uh, their fans behind their goal are there for about an hour. Well, we walked into the ground an hour before kickoff. And they were already there. So the goalkeepers had just come out for their warm-up. And um, the uh, their version of the cop or whatever, um, it's full. And they've all gone mad already. Amazing. So an hour before the game. It was a good atmosphere at the Leicester game, though, wasn't it? Was oh, yeah. Any, any flares? There was no flares, uh, apart from right at the end where uh, the final whistle went. And someone obviously brought a flare and thought, I might as well let it off. Um, and I, I got one in. My mates didn't. I wonder where he keeps it. Mm, we yeah. won't go into that. It's just it's, but um, a great city, and I, I'm pretty sure people who are listening to this who went they'd know about a few bars, uh, Roses and the Scottish Bar and Hyde's and plenty like that. That um, the many stories and after the game, walking back into the town centre up until whenever, and just having a great time. Literally, Leicester fans swinging off the lights in most of the bars. Swinging off the lights, and um, you rowdy bunch, you. Well, the hosts were brilliant. They, they, you know, people in the bars, they they didn't mind at all. The prices were uh, a lot cheaper than we all thought it would be, mainly because how much for a pint? Go on. Well, we heard it was about eight or nine pound, but it wasn't. It was three or four pound. Really? And I saw top 
on a walk around the town centre as we were getting in the cab to go to the ground actually so this is about 10 in the morning on the day of the game and um and we we were told by a number of people that they're basically half the price because the club were going to pay for a lot of it really that's that was that's the, amazing that was what i heard um, when i when i went to stockholm the most i paid for a beer was 13 pounds 50 oh my god well the, that, chi- the cheapest i paid was 390 but that's the thing cuz we were told that it was um expensive but it wasn't and that was the main reason really and um so the leicester owners subsidized the alcohol in that's, the, in, in the danish capital for yeah, leicester that's what i heard and i don't know whether that's true or not i don't know how we can find that out but we heard that from people who uh, were behind the bar basically so whether it's true or not we'll have to you know I've just taken it as from what I was told but um, yeah anyway uh, it, it was superb and yeah back in the town centre like I said people and then the noise and the songs all the old songs from Filbert Street days as well were out because everyone was there um, and it was it was brilliant and obviously I'm, I'm not going to Porto you're not going to Porto are you? No so we're not going to Porto um, but because of the draw we might well be in the next round really and I think we're at least obviously in the Europa League so the Europe we just need a point for Champions League don't we yeah the European adventure will continue um, and it will continue after Christmas into February I think it starts again Um, so roll on the draw and see who we get Um, and we all said at the start of the season that obviously the Champions League is something that we may never be in again and obviously with the league form the way it is that might be the case so the only way to do it is to win it Exactly. Well, why not? Why not go and win it? But um, as we said on episode fifty, we were asked how far do we think we'll get, and we both said, "Well, depends on who we get in the next round." But we can beat a few of the teams in the next round, and then get to the quarterfinals, and 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 then who knows? But um, Ranieri said a few weeks ago, and a number of people kind of questioned it that why are you resting players for the Champions League? And he, and he did say, this is it. This Why not prioritise it? And and like, why not? The glory of getting to the second round or the, sorry, the knockout stages and maybe even the quarterfinals and then who who knows, that is worth a whole lot more, in my opinion, than finishing either 8th or 16th. Yeah. Obviously, as long as you stay in the league. But... Yeah, that, as long as we stay in the Premier League and give the Champions League the best go that we can, I think that's. I think most people would agree. And what he said was also that the Champions League is quite a short-term thing. It's over six games. The Premier yes. League's over thirty-eight. So rescuing the league form, recovering the league form, is is a longer process. It's not. It doesn't need to be as instant, if you like. But um, yeah, we need a, we need a point now. We said ten points. We've got ten. We'd, officially, we need eleven. But I think we'll be all right. Question. Yep. Did Copenhagen break you physically or financially or both or neither? Um, it broke me kind of financially, but um, it has broken me. It broke me for a couple of days after, to be fair. Good. Um, That's the way it should be. It, it, it really did, um, mainly because I had to work pretty much the next few days straight away. Um, and also, I, I was working in the morning of when we went. We flew at, at 10 past four and I was working till 12. So... I was broadcasting until 12, so... Um, it, oh, I, the, the life of a professional broadcaster <laughs> these days. Well, that's the way it is. And um, so, yeah, so it's... Uh, I'm mean, completely over it now. It's, it, it was great, though. One of those trips, yeah, had to do it and um, roll on the next round because I'm definitely going to the knockout stages. Won't be able to get a ticket, obviously, but I'm definitely going to go. Um, and, again, it's something for the club to be proud of. Um, another thing to be proud of was... Uh, the game on Sunday before the game, basically the uh, the the way that they do the remembrance, which we've yeah. said last year on for Fox sake, 
and I've known it for years, you've known it for years, and obviously people listen to this and known it, that we do it properly, yep. you know, with um, with a Remembrance Day, and it looked fantastic, because you were there, and I wasn't. So this is a bit of a turn up for the books, because... It's very rare yeah. that I end up going to a game that you don't. It's either us both there, or just you there. Yeah. But you had to work off the, the Copenhagen holiday, didn't you, really? E- exactly, yeah. yes. I came to see you the night the night before the game as well, and you'd had a dodgy curry. How was that? Oh God, yeah. Oh wow, that was. Uh, it went down fine, actually. It was. There was no. Yeah, but it's how it came back up or out. Oh no, no, that's what I'm saying. It was oh, all it right. Stayed down. But um, no, there was a, a basically a new curry house has opened, um, and literally naming no names, mentioning no names. Um, what was it called? Actually, I don't even know. It's Roy. Anyway, it's in Loughborough. Um, and. Uh, I just thought I'd nip and get a curry. Now, normally I'm a bit of a, a like a lamb naga, you know, it's got to be quite fiery and this and the other. But I just wanted a tikka masala. So I went next door and it was the most Keystone Cops operation you've ever... And they brought it and it was awful. And they brought all sorts. They bought this um, this little pot of milk. It wasn't the dip you get with poppadoms, the mint dip thing. It was a pot of milk. And... So as I'm looking at it going, what is this? What do I do with this? Then he comes back with a straw and goes, oh, I forgot this. I'm, really? You forgot the straw that you meant to bring with a cup? Well, he brings a straw. I wanted a tikka masala and pilau rice. That's literally all I ordered. And they bought loads of random stuff. Obviously, they wanted to try and say, oh, look what we can do. And then <laughs> it was dreadful. But anyway, you but came and picked up the... Uh, I did, yeah. You had one some of the radios and that. Yeah, yeah but... You survived. I'm pleased for you. <laughs> it uh, was dreadful. It really was. Yeah. No. The re- remembrance fixture. We. Um, oh yeah. As part of our commentary team, we had a forest fan in in the commentary team with us uh, at the King Power for the first time. Luke. I'll bring the spray for the seat next time. Yeah. Yeah. Wipe it down. Bit yeah. of disinfectant. Um. And he just stood there and he said, "I am completely in awe of the way that your club is run." Like from the outside, he sees the way that our owners have been over the last couple of years. He said everything is thought of prior to the game, and it's and it's thought of for the fans as well as for the players and for everybody. Everybody is perfectly catered for and well looked after. He said at Forest, everything seems like an afterthought if it's ever thought of at all. Uh, and then I said, you just wait for the remembrance. I didn't know exactly what they were going to do because the helicopter was missing for the first time in quite a few years, and a lot of people were kicking off about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the um, the, the noise just before the game, he, he'd heard the clappers for the first time. He didn't really understand how they worked, but they were brilliant. And I said, wait till they hold them all up, because this is going to be something special. And he just couldn't stop. Like, he literally had to shut his jaw for him, and he was snapping pictures and everything. It was it was a really, really brilliant spectacle. Um and the guy that presented the match ball, Howard Riley, I've, I actually interviewed him a few years ago for a documentary. He played football for Leicester mm. and for the British Army. Uh, big, big moment for him because of the link between the two, but also because he was effectively replacing the helicopter. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people were like, well, I'd rather see a helicopter. But trust me, lovely bloke, nearly won the FA Cup, or nearly won the double with Leicester when we pissed it up the wall at the beginning of the 60s. Mm. Um, yeah, nice bloke, really pleased for him that he was able to do that. Did we miss the helicopter? Kind of, but am I that bothered? No, because as you say, we did it properly and we did it respectfully as we always do. There must have been a reason why the helicopter wasn't there. I mean, it was a TV game. I heard that. I heard the sky had blocked the helicopter. There you go then. Because it was a TV game, I just thought straight away, that's why it's not there. I sat and watched it. Um, And uh, it looked brilliant on sky. And uh, yeah, once again, and and it's interesting because, and and we'll get on to the game, um, it's interesting because you heard that from a Forest fan. I know 
Forrester an absolute disaster, and there's not really any club who's worse run than Forrester. There's a few, but potentially um, Leeds. Yeah, Leeds, Blackpool, um, and Charlton. But uh, it just shows you what what we have at the club, and what why I'm saying about that is don't overreact. And I know what people are like. You see one thing and you go, oh my God, everyone's overreacting. But obviously the game was disappointing. The first thing I'll say is that West Brom have Leicester's number. Yep. They really do. Is it because of the size of the team and the way they're set out? And Pulis um, obviously knows how Leicester... But, you know, they, they really do have our number. They've not lost the, the King Power ever. Um, no, or in seven time, games. Last time we beat them at home was 94 at Filbert Street. There you go. And it's not like it's a team that we don't play against an awful lot. Um, I remember a game, actually. Uh, we played them in 95 uh, and we won 3-2. You remember two. that? Yeah, we won 3-2 in the Cup and Spider Kalach was in goal. And it was on TV. It was on ITV. And uh, we were 3-0 up and he nearly lost us a game with two clangers on his debut. Brilliant oh. game. But anyway, um, they've got our number big time. Look, at, Remember the game last year? The, the uh, two uh, the two King power yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, again I wasn't there for that but this was not dissimilar in a way uh, where when it was one one I thought we were going to get on, go on and, and win the game I, I thought we were going to get that that second goal and we've lost that game because of a individual error by someone who doesn't make them ever ever yeah. at all uh, drink water so I think there's some over, overreaction to a defeat at home to West Brom which I know sounds poor. And we we didn't play very well, and a number of players didn't play well. Drinkwater, King, the midfield two, I thought were, were poor. Mares had an awful lot of the ball and didn't do a lot with it, although he'd still set up the goal, etc., etc. Um, I just think it's again. You look at Arsenal, you look at Spurs, and you look at Man City. None of them won after the Champions League this week. Um, I just think it's just time to say, just wait calm down it's not the end of the earth let's wait for the champions league to be out of the way and then kick on obviously we've got watford away we've got middlesbrough and we've got a, a, a decent set of fixtures coming up and we don't want to just lose them all but i would just hold steady on the we're an absolute mess what a shambles this that and the other which to be fair it has been banded around an it awful has, lot yeah I've, I've read a lot and uh the big question that i've seen on social media raised was are we missing Kante again? Let go, let it go. Yeah. They, they, they were on about him an awful lot on Sky. And Alan Smith and Martin Tyler in the commentary box, and because the first half was so poor, they, they went into conversation mode, which is great. Um, and especially with Alan Smith there, obviously with Leicester. And um, and they were discussing Kante, but at, at one point he did say, we're going to have to stop doing this because he's not no longer there. He's gone. These are good players we've got. Oh, Marty's a good player. We know that Mendy's a decent player. He's just not played yet because of his injury. Uh, I thought King was poor. But um, but he's been good the last few years. Exactly. I just think it was a poor performance against... But we still could have won against the team who came and did a bit of a number on us. Yep. And the one thing I'll say, I thought that their fullback against Mahrez was really good. Nyong. Yeah. He, he, he was... I don't know. I don't know who got man of the match, but him for me was the man uh, of the match. Matt Phillips got man of the match. The, the... They scored the goal, I suppose. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that that would be mine. Should we go through the team kind of individually? And we've obviously got Ron Robert Ziegler will be in goal for the foreseeable future because of obvious reasons. Few hairy moments. Had that kick from inside his six yard box charged down by Rondon because he dilly dallied on the ball. Uh, when he came out to slide to meet a ball at one of the West Brom attackers' feet, he did it with his feet, not his hands, and the ball squirmed free. It was question marks over 
I don't know, bravery or something there. He's just got to get in, get his body and his hand behind the ball and just hold on to it. But it's squirm free, could have gone anywhere. Then was telling Hooth to kick it away. And Hooth was like, just come and pick the bloody thing up. Yep. And he did eventually. A lot of people, well, obviously, as a, as a goalkeeper, shot stopper, uh, his pedigree, everything ticks all the boxes. But the, the word is, or the opinion is, amongst most people, that he just lacks a bit of the command that Schmeichel has. And oh, whether yeah. that comes with time, of course it will, because Schmeichel's had a lot of time with this back four. It's a steady back four. They've played together for a long, long time. It's essentially a back five. So it's difficult for Zila to come in, but of a, a player of his quality um, with international experience should be able to slot in, take control, and, and that not be an issue for me. I completely agree. I think all of his qualities were shown in that game, i.e. shot-stopping, um, but there was a massive question mark with the ball at his feet. And I'm the first person to turn around and say, a goal is a goalie, they don't need to be a sweeper. But we're just so lucky that we've got Schmeichel, who's great with the ball at his feet, he's great with through balls, etc., um, coming off his line. And Zeela obviously got a huge problem with that. The way he slid out and used his feet and then refused to pick the ball up, that to me, that was alarming. Yeah. Um, so it's something we're going to have to deal with there. Um, the rest of the back four... To be honest, we're, we're, we're fine. It did all right, but the, the, Rondon is a pain. He is a he, pain. He, he, he caused all sorts of problems in the home game last year. Well, earlier this year in March. Scored the goal, rolled Hooth, shrugged him off. Yeah. But uh, they, they kept him fairly quiet, but he's a very, very good target man. I mean, they played Musa out wide and he, he had his best spell before he came off. But he had his best spell just before he came off because he drifted inside and played more central. I think he's more of a central. I still think he's a centre forward, really. Yes, they just can't fit him into the team, can they? Exactly. He's, his his runs from out wide were a bit questionable. We were, the, the, Fuchs was shouting at him. Slimani was shouting at him. Drinkwater was shouting at him at one point saying, look, go beyond. Mm. You've got the pace. Or if you've got the ball... And you're faced one on one with Craig Dawson, who's a six foot two centre half, really. Knock it past him and run. He did it twice in the first half, beat him both times, but he should have done it ten times. Yeah. He wasn't playing to his own strengths. He was wanting to take the ball into feet and he was trying to cross early like all Brighton does. I don't know whether it was an instruction from Ranieri, but Musa's always going to be more dangerous getting in behind the fullback and smacking that across the six-yard box because he's not there at the club for the quality of his delivery, for incisive through balls. He's there for raw pace and his danger inside the box. I can understand why they played Musa because, again, West Brom play with four centre-halves. They play with two centre-halves in the um, in the full-back positions. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you're going to play him rather than Albrighton because Albrighton is good at just picking the balls in the area, which is going to be uh, slightly useless in a way with Slomani against four big lads. Um, that said, we still played that long ball. Okazaki was non-existent in the game. It just bypassed him because the balls were being played up to Slimani. Um, Vardy then obviously came on. I would like to see... Uh, and like I said, I, I still think that the fullback played really well against Mares. He didn't have his best game. We got that goal and we looked dangerous to maybe go on and win the game. Um, the first half was dreadful. Second half was actually quite a good game. If you were a neutral, um, and I've spoke to a few, and they said the first half was ridiculously poor, but the second half was very, a very entertaining yeah. game. Um, it was a shame, obviously, the way Drinkwater gave the, the goal away, but these things happen. Um, going forward, though, what would you say regarding that left side then, Rob? Who would you like to see? I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll just say straight away for me, I want to see grey stars. In home games, I'd like to see Damari Gray. In away games, I'd like to see Mark Albrighton. There you go. Because Albrighton does a job. He works hard, diligent, uh, and he's good for a quality delivery when you might get less of the ball in an away game. Home games, 
go out, go for it, stick Gray on the left wing. He's got to have a start at some point. By the way, those people calling for Kapushka to come into the first team can do one. I went to Leicester under-23s versus Brighton under-23s on Saturday. Uh, bad news for Elliot Moore, the, the skipper. He oh, yeah. suffered a serious injury and they abandoned the game uh, just after the hour mark. But This was at St George's Park, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. so we did the announcements there. So I was I was the announcer. I had to announce that the game had been abandoned. Uh, but Kapushka, oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah, great one for me. Uh, Kapushka played really poorly. He played centre mid against Brighton under-23s. Could not get a sniff. Shrugged off the ball, couldn't beat a man, couldn't find a blue shirt. Should not be anywhere near the first team based on that. And that's, honestly, that must be why he's not. There you go. I mean, I would play Gray out wide, like I said. I would leave Musa for centre-forward duty because of his pace. He's. We know he can score goals. We've seen him score goals already for Leicester. Um, hence the reason why he's been in the team, because he's been in good form. I would have him in that rotation where you've got four centre-forwards now. Um, Musa, Slimani, Vardy... And uh, Ajoa with Okazaki also in the mix playing that deeper role. Um, I would like to see the Vardy and Slimani partnership tried again because, again, they are our two main forwards and they need to get playing together and scoring goals. We know what Slimani's good at. We know he's a decent footballer with the ball at his feet and we know in the air he's mustered. Um, I mean, the way he would score that goal, it looks simple. That's not an easy thing to do. Not an easy goal. Head, head the ball back the way it came from. With a bit of curl into the With corner. With a perfectly timed run as well. Yep. That's not an easy thing to do. So we know he's got goals in him and he will score goals in this league. Um, I think Vardy just needs a goal and needing a goal means playing up front. Yep. And I'd like to see him go to, go to Watford the next game. They've just been smashed 6-1 at, at Liverpool. But then again, we did and everyone said, oh my God, we fell apart. And look what they've gone and done. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. You look at the likes of Liverpool... Um, who are now up there with with Chelsea, who again two teams who are smashed us. They this league has has really stepped up. The top six teams in the league have so much up. better than they were last year. Exactly, so much better. exactly. So are we playing for a maximum of sixth place? Yeah, yes, I think, so. I think so as well. Is that anything to be ashamed of? No, not when you've reached the knockout stages of the Champions League. It's ridiculous to try and say that a, a club like us could could do anything else. And um, and once again, I will still repeat the fact that um, if we, or if we, when we win a game in the Premier League, I still, even though we are the champions, I still walk out the ground going, "Oh my God, we've won a game in the in the Premier League." Good result. Good result. Fantastic. Yeah. Let's all go and celebrate. That is still my way of looking at Leicester City Football Club and I know we've won the championship last year I know that everyone says yeah we're the champions so we should be looking further up in the league I don't think so I think we are a genuine mid-table club and we are playing like that apart from in Europe which we are yet to concede which might change now we've got Zeela in goal (laughs) might do (laughs) the message here is stay grounded stay grounded don't panic yeah don't don't overthink things don't uh think that we're something that we're not. We're little old Leicester City at the end of the day. Mid-table will be fine. Losing 2-1 to West Brom, while it isn't great, it's nothing to panic about. Stop talking about Kante. Get back behind the lads. Enjoy the international break. No, uh, and no drink water. Yeah. Well, no, I think, yeah, it's just got to be a precautionary thing. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Again, he's been taken out, and uh, I'm pretty sure Ranieri's <laughs> pretty glad about that. It's nice to see if Vardy can score. He won't play, obviously. But, um, no... Like, yeah, just don't panic uh, and roll on the next game. And then also enjoy it because 
There's a lot of teams in this league who are worse than us. So we are genuinely a mid-table club in the Premier League, playing well um, in parts. And in Europe, we are flying. So is there anything to worry about? Not at all. So I think everyone should just take a deep breath and, uh, and carry on.